Blog Talk Radio. We dance the rhythm of rebellion with Taina Asili. It's Music Friday Live. Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America. It's Music Friday Live, and I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. You won't be able to make any phone calls today, but our email lines are open, so you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I want to say hello and welcome to our listeners on the cyberstationusa.com network and all other radio affiliates are going to hear us later. And also on the Artistic Echoes Radio Network in the UK, who will hear us tomorrow, as well as everybody on Blog Talk Radio. So if you have questions or comments, email them to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If you're listening to Music Friday Live on a podcast or in England, you can still email your questions for our guest, and we will forward your questions to them so they can or she can reply directly to you. Speaking of guests. Occasionally, I'm privileged to introduce a guest who is complex far beyond our usual singer, songwriters, and musicians, and in a good way. Their music is superb, their lyrics are powerful, and and this is where the complexity arises. Their vision of the world that should be and how they and their music can make that vision become reality is inspiring and energizing. Taina Sili possesses that complexity and she encases it in music that is joyful and infectious. But the more I learn about her, the more humbled I am to talk with her, and the more enriched I am just by listening. A proud Puerto Rican from New York, and in case you work in the White House and get confused sometimes, Puerto Rico is actually part of America. It's not a separate country. She brings us the delight of Afro-Latin rhythms and the wisdom of her ancestors and the music of hope, love, and justice. Taina, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here and talking with you. Well, I'm honored to have you here. Right? <laughs> I have a whole lot of things I'd, I'd like to, to talk with you about, but, but we do need to focus on music. So let me ask you about the new album, uh, Resiliencia. Twelve powerful songs and lyrics and notes, each one of them a standalone winner. How long has this been percolating in your head or or in your heart, as the case may be? Well, I've been um, interviewing women uh, for the past three to four years, women of color, about their stories of resilience. Um, Excuse me. I put out my last album in 2014. So shortly thereafter, I've been traveling the world and uh, going across the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, interviewing women about their stories of resilience <clears throat> and through that compute, uh, composing songs based on those stories. Well, why resilience? What, what pointed you to that theme at this time? Well, I think that we live in a time where um, <clears throat> women of color are under attack in particular. And we live in a time where, um, you know, with the current administration that it's, <clears throat> it's a dangerous time, you know, it's a dangerous time for people of color in this country. And so we hear a lot about the ways that we're suffering, you know, on social media and in the news. 
and the ways that we're under attack. And I wanted to bring an alternative conversation, which is the ways that we are resilient, the ways that we are powerful, the amazing stories of resilience and strength that we carry forth with us, that we carry from our ancestors, that we carry in the present day. And so these stories I'm surrounded by and blessed as a touring national artist to encounter people and these stories. And I wanted to bring them forward in my music and then later on in my documentary. Well, I want to give our audience a sample of those stories of the album, um, which, by the way, will be released next Friday. And we're going to talk about that later and about pre-ordering. So here is um, the title song. siembra una semilla y de sufrimiento la agonía la esperanza para un nuevo día ha nacido in the mud a seed is sown and from the suffering and the agony the hope of a new day is born what is the seed that has been sown i mean i see the pain and the agony on the news every night and online but Sometimes the seed's hard to spot. Are, are you part of the seed? Is your music part of the seed? I think that, yes, absolutely. My music is a part of the seed, and I'm a part of the seed. But that story was actually born after I visited Puerto Rico about four months after Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico. And I traveled across the island speaking to women about their stories of resilience. And, you know, one of the things that they said to me was that one, when all things were taken away from them, when they had no electricity, when they had no running water, when they, you know, had no access to communication, when all resources were taken away from them, they were able to find this inner light and this strength that they've always had, that they've always known um, was inside of them and be able to bring that forth and bring together community, bring together um, you know, each other's resources and share with one another. And that to me was so inspiring, you know. So I think when I, when I say that that seed planted in the mud, you know, we, we often think about these metaphors of, you know, we see, we see the mud, you know, we see the, the rain and the mud that's come down from this hurricane. And through, in this mud, 
we planted a new seed, you know, and so I'm thinking off the, in this metaphor of Puerto Rico, but a new seed, a new way of living, a new opportunity for um, sustainable, uh, you know, uh, power and sustainable ways of living and addressing the economic devastation that has been caused by U.S. colonialism on the island. All of these things are now having an opportunity to be um, to be addressed and birthed in a new way. And so that, to me, is a powerful example uh, for the rest of the world, you know, that this time that we're living in, in that is, you know, we've hit, you know, I think rock bottom in terms of, of uh, what our administration is capable of or, or close to it. And we are now um, at a powerful opportunity to plant new seeds, to be awakened, to use this time as a, power, as a time to awaken our inner power, to plant that seed and allow something new to be, to be born and to grow. Well, you know, as as you were talking, I, be, I began thinking of uh, about uh, Puerto Rico, and and um, it has been resilient for over the 500 years that uh, since mm-hmm. the Spanish arrived and over and enslaved the uh, the Taino people, um, mm-hmm. it's been a battleground for not U.S. but for major European partners. Wars between Spain and and England and 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 um, um, France. Uh, uh, what gives the the Puerto Rican people and yourself such resilience? Mm. Well, I think that I think we all have this this resilience within us that we can tap into. You know, I think that you know Puerto Rico was one of the first places colonized by Christopher Columbus in 1493. You know, we had uh, African people, you know, uh, skilled agricultural workers stolen from. Africa brought to the Puerto Rico um, and enslaved um, along with the Taino people who were murdered and enslaved. And through all of that, we've had powerful um, acts of, re- of resistance. So, you know, I think about the tradition, the, the art form of bomba, which is a Puerto Rican Afro-Taino um, folklore tradition that descends from those ancestors. And wow. this art form, which included drumming and dancing and song was used as a time to reclaim our humanity in the face of inhumanity, was used as a time to reclaim our cultural and spiritual traditions as they were being pulled from us, right? Yeah. And it was also a time when the, when the slave masters would go away to church. These times were the times that we would organize slave revolts. So it was a place to organize and activate um, for our liberation. And that tradition alone has been passed on from generation to generation to generation into today. So my parents practiced bomba, they passed it on to me. And when I was in Puerto Rico, again, when I was out there and, and there was no electricity and there was no way to play music, right, uh, through, uh, through electrical means, people danced bomba in the street. This, this tradition yeah. lasting centuries into today. And I was able to yeah. witness that. And that just tells me the strength of our ancestors and that legacy that's passed on from generation to generation. And of course, so many other things have manifested, right? So we have Puerto Ricans were part of the creation of hip hop, which is another awesome, you know, art form born out of New York wow. City. Puerto Ricans were, you know, have a powerful um, uh, uh, tradition of poetry. So the New Yorkian poets, right, of, of, of New York City and the poetry that they created, which now, you know, we see as spoken word, that this movement of spoken word that, that uh, has hit the nation and the world. So we have been the creators and the innovators for these powerful resistance traditions in the form of art. 
So I see my work as a part of that legacy and a continuation of that work. Well, let me remind our listeners that we are talking with uh, Taina Asili about her new album, uh, Resilencia, and you can uh, be in contact with her too. Just email us. Uh, you know the address because some of you have already emailed us, but um, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, I want to play another song from the album and talk about it and, and also about the video that goes with it, and that is Plant the Seed. This is my declaration to be fully alive, fully alive, healing. This is my reclamation of my ancestral, ancestral wisdom. The recommend to our audience that uh, they watch the video that goes with that after the show of course don't do it now but uh, well at the end of the show we're going to tell you about where and uh, uh, to watch the video then um, the video is it has you and two other women in it uh, one a spiritual and activist leader uh, Leah uh, uh, Penamon who's also the co-founder of uh, the Soul Fire Farm um, how does she and the Soul Fire Farm connect to the wisdom of your ancestors and your music? Mm. Mm. So I must confess that Leah is my best friend. I met her 12 years ago here in Albany, and I journeyed with her as she's built this amazing leading food justice farm um, in, in upstate New York. I'm now on the board of that farm and uh, support the farm in that way. But, um, you know, Leah has taught me so much about the importance of connecting with the land, connecting with the earth, um, and also the importance of wellness and the fact that so many people of color, the number one people of, uh, killer of people of color, black and Latinx people in particular, um, um, the native people is a lack of, of wellness, right? So lack of access to healthy yeah. food and to um, into proper health care, et cetera. And so we are being, you know, murdered by diabetes, heart disease, you know, cancer, all of these things. This is what, um, you know, really the, uh, the threat to us right now. And so, you know, for me, plant the seed is, is, is an honoring of Leah's journey uh, to actualize herself as this food justice farmer um, but also, if you, you know, the, so in terms of the video, that's that piece. But the video has a spiritual quality to it, as you mentioned, right? So we are doing a spiritual bath, um, something that we practice on the farm, on the land, because one of the things that we like to acknowledge is that um, connect, being connected to the earth 
is something that being connected to growing our own food, to sustainability, to self, to sovereignty, that was something that was stolen from us, right? And so many people have been taken away from that knowledge, uh, that, that ancestral knowledge of growing our own food and of wellness and medicine, traditional medicinal practices, right? So that ceremony, that spiritual bath that we do is a part of reconnecting with our African and indigenous traditions. And we do that through the food that we grow on the farm as well. Okay. I, I want to return to that in a minute. But speaking of reconnecting, we've got a lot of people who've been, who want to connect with you through email. So I've got some questions okay. for you. Okay. okay. Um, Lily in New York City wants to know if you have any events coming up in Manhattan. I do. Um, I'm going to be performing at Carnegie Hall with Toshi Reagan. Um, that's going to be on May 19th. It's super exciting. This is a really special event that is focused on migration. So we're going to be performing songs that um, have to do with migration. So that's going to be on May 19th. And then um, in at the beginning of June, I'm actually doing two awesome festivals. I'm doing Red Hook Festival, which is going to be in Brooklyn. And I'm going to be performing at South Bronx Culture Trail, um, which is going to be in the Bronx. So those are the first two weekends in June. Um, okay. So I will be in New York a lot <laughs> coming up. I'm All so right. excited. Well, well, Lily, you just got your answer. We expect to see you in the front row at Carnegie Hall, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sirius in L.A. Uh, says, I, uh, I would love to see you here. We have many uh, Latinx uh, musicos with uh, the same message that you have. You ever mm. played in L.A.? Mm. I, you know, I have played in L.A. It's been a little bit. But I'm working on, I can't announce it quite yet, but I am working on a California tour. And if I make it to, I do often come to the Bay Area. So my next mm-hmm. time that I hit the Bay Area, I, I promise to make my way to L.A. But if, the, if our listeners have any festivals or venues that you think we should be a part of and you have any connection to, I'm, I'm a grassroots artist. So, you know, I have... I, I work through the through the help of my fans and the people that want to see me in places. So I, I look I look for recommendations and support in those ways, and I'm open to it. Okay, all right. Um, Maker forty four in Tampa wants to know where did your Cuban music influence come from? Mm. So my father was um, a, a music connoisseur. He was a conguero. Uh, conga player, and he was a Latin jazz conductor. So my sister and I were raised with, uh, and he was a singer. My sister and I were raised with music, like Afro-Latin music, constantly playing throughout our house growing up. So we had our Puerto Rican folklore traditional music, uh, but we also um, loved music throughout um, the Afro-Caribbean diaspora, and, of course, you know, the diaspora at large, um, the Latin American diaspora at large, uh, particularly music from the, you know, the Afro-Caribbean and from New York City. Um, I'm, my family is also from New York, so Afro-Cuban music is folded into uh, the, the, the New Yorican music. It's folded in, you know, there's so much exchange between Puerto Rico and Cuba and New York City um, music and the Dominican Republic musically and artistically. Um, so that's all folded into who I am and what I do. We have another email from somebody who wants to know if you're going to be 
um, where your music influence from is from. And this is uh, Leonor uh, TBA in New York City, and she wants to know, did you listen to American folk music when you were growing up? Mm. You know, I didn't listen to a lot of American folk music growing up. So uh, coming up soon, I'm doing a tribute to performing at the Egg in Albany, which is a nice venue here, and we're going to be doing a tribute to Pete Seeger. So I did. I didn't listen to American a lot of American folk music when I was growing up, growing up in a in a Puerto Rican household. But I did uh, connect a little bit in college. So somebody gave me a record. Uh, of Pete Seeger and I played that record and you know musically folk music I like folk music it's not what like strikes me in my heart sometimes um especially at that time in my life but at, lyrically I loved it and I loved the intention behind it and the energy behind it um so I you know it, later on in years I loved the Bob Dylans and the Pete Seegers and you know all of, all of those musical traditions um for sure uh but I will say that the one thing that I didn't mention earlier is that, yes, I, I, I grew up in a Puerto Rican household and loved Afro-Caribbean music and Afro-Latin music, but I played in a punk band for a good portion of my life. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not surprised. And that huge influence on me. Yeah, and you'll hear that. You hear that in Resiliencia with those hard guitars and certainly the rebellious lyrics and the rebellious energy that I bring to the music is very much inspired by punk rock. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I told I wanted to circle back around to something you said earlier. Um, uh, the video, Plant the Seed, has three women in it. And for our audience who may not know it, women form the backbone of most nonprofits and activist organizations around the world. As, as, as the saying goes, women hold up at least half the sky. But as you've pointed out, they also suffer uh, enormous abuse, and you have a song about that. And I want to play a a little bit of that song and then talk about it. Uh, The song is Even If. taking and wasting my precious time. Is it changing? Is it getting better? Is, is holding up half the sky finally becoming enough? Mm. Well, I will say this. So 
I wrote that song because that one really was for me because I have, you know, I studied women's studies. I identified as a feminist well early into my life. I'm a survivor of uh, sexual assault. I've, I've certainly experienced a lot of sexual harassment in my life. And, um, you know, I felt like I really had it together and really, you know, felt strong and empowered in this way. And then I had an experience of um, sexual harassment uh, not too long ago I was rocked by, that I, I, I got confused about whether or not it was my fault that this experience had happened. And um, I, rem- I realized that the healing work that we need to do on this, it's lifelong, really. You know, the, what, when, when we've experienced as women, and so many women have, have a very similar story to mine in this way, um, we, have, um, we have experienced trauma that takes so long to undo, and we continuously have to encounter it over and over again. And so, you know, for me, this was my song for anybody who needed to hear that, that affirmation that it's not our fault. Um, and so that was, that was my offering. And, you know, I'd like to say that, you know, we're near the end of that struggle, but I, I'm sorry to say that we're deep in it. And, you know, I'm grateful that we um, have a Me Too movement that's strong and growing, and that's really inspiring. And, um, you know, that's the movements against sexual assault, uh, sexual harassment, um, gender violence, all of these things are really growing with, you know, with a, a lot of power and strength, and that's exciting. So that's the good news. Well, you know, you also talk about another form of um, pain that, that you, um, you experienced in, in the song, Give it, Give it All My Love. You say that cancer mm-hmm. faced me, stared me down, but a community helped you in fact, you sing, as I survived and I thrived, finding joy in the ride, feeling more than alive. So you've seen what a community can do uh, up close and personal. Is that part of what drives you to build community that together and that kind of solidarity you can take care of these mm. sort of problems? Well, you know, that song, so, you know, the, the album is biographical. It features stories of different women. That one is a story by a woman named Jackie, who is an elder black woman in my community, who is a survivor of breast cancer. But the reason why I wrote it, um, you know, all of the songs, the women's stories intersect with my own. So, you know, I mentioned my father earlier. I lost my father to cancer. Uh, I lost, actually lost both my parents um, within a year and a half of each other. And I needed to into community um, to hold me through this, highly traumatic experience. I was young and both my parents had suddenly died. Um, I found this strength in the community and um, also the strength in my art, right? So War Cry, my first album, really is a dirge and a way of processing and finding beauty in the pain um, of of that kind of loss, you know? Um, And Uh Jackie's story, is that's her story as well. And I think it's so many of ours, you know, women of color, we are, you know, a lot of us are like feeling this need to be strong, we, we, you know, to, to hold it all on our own. And the reality is, is that nobody can hold it all on our own. You know, we can't have, um, we cannot survive on our own. We need to lean into one another. You know, so social justice absolutely to me is about community, about community building, about community organizing. So whether that is 
community supporting one another through our most difficult moments on a personal level or community coming together, you know, on a political level to address the things that are happening to us. Because as we know, the personal is political. So, you know, why my parents died, you know, the causes of their, their illness, as we mentioned earlier when we were talking about wellness and food justice, to, you know, the pain that I experienced and, and, and the, the need to uh, lean in to community, you know. So that's, that absolutely is the teaching of that song. I'm so glad that you picked that up, and um, it is something that's really important to me. We we spent the whole week uh, listening to your to your music and and uh, parsing your your lyrics. So um, I was glad I picked it up too. Um, I also in, in the process noticed that in addition to singing, you also shoot <clears throat> video series. You've got one out uh, the Resilencia uh, series, and you also give workshops. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell yes. us about the workshops? Who you give workshops to and for and why? Yeah. So, you know, the Residencia series, actually have two out. One is Residencia itself, which is the first song he played, and that one's the stories of uh, the story of Yasmina Hernandez and um, uh, her story about Hurricane Maria. The second one is Plant the Seed. And with these videos, uh, we're going to be releasing more of them throughout the year, highlighting the stories of the women in the, so- in the songs on the album. You know, what I do is I, I travel to colleges. So I do a, a lot of colleges and universities throughout the nation, and I perform, but I also give speaking, you know, I do speaking engagements and workshops about the topic. So, you know, in my last album, I had a song called Freedom that uh, gained a lot of popularity. And I use that song Freedom, which is about mass incarceration, to workshop and, and dialogue about mass incarceration in prison. Um, with uh, Resiliencia, that music video documentary, I, I do workshops about Puerto Rico and about um, you know, climate change, for example, uh, would plant the seed. I'm talking about food justice and the work that's happening with Soul Fire Farm. So it gives me, I really love talking with young people, particularly in that, in that, in that age range in college, because they're about to be our next leaders, be our next change makers. And I, as an artist, have this unique opportunity to use my art to connect and engage, right? So music has this way of really connecting with people, especially young people, in a way that no other art form can. And then also the video, the new media that we have, like video, to be able to connect with folks. So I, um, we use that to dialogue. And it's, it's just, I can't even tell you how inspiring and, and, and eye-opening it is. And the one thing that I just love is that there's so many amazing, brilliant young people in this nation that are ready to go out into the world and change it. And I'm so honored to be a little piece of education in, in their journey. Well, I'm, I'm glad you are too, because uh, as you say, they are going to be our leaders. Some of them are, are already and including right. one from uh, your part of the world. Uh, um, I understand that um, You've produced an album. In fact, I noticed that you produced an album for a woman who's been on my show, Even Greer. And, and I saw Even mm-hmm. at a Sin Color concert, and she was fabulous. And, and what a guitar player. Wow. So, so this means you're also a, a music producer in addition to producing videos and songs and workshops and <laughs> podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, as of now I am. So Evan is a, a dear friend of mine. She's been uh, her and I have been doing music together. Uh, we've traveled 
across the country and across Europe together. And I have gotten to know her music really well and um, decided, you know, we supported each other as grassroots artists in so many ways. Um, I've been so inspired by her, her work and her music. And I wanted to, you know, use all of the experience that I've had producing my own albums all these years. So I've produced um, now three with this project, but in previous projects I've produced more, um, you know, so I wanted to use that knowledge and support her work. So yes, I am absolutely thrilled about Evan's new album. It's she, her, they, them, and um, it's out now. And um, I'm so grateful to have been able to produce it and to uh, perform on it as well. Uh, so, um, uh, wh- where did you learn the the technology of record producing? It's not an easy thing to know yeah. and do well. It isn't, but um, you know, it's trial and error. You know, I didn't have when I was, um, you know, starting off in this work. I just I didn't have a producer working for me. You know, I just had to figure it out. And certainly as a woman, you know, I had to really push for my voice to be heard. Um, And through the years, I have found sound engineers that I love to work with um, who really can take my leadership and take it seriously um, and, and, you know, work with me in that way. So it's really just been just trying it out, you know, just, studying through through the work that I'm doing. I've also recorded on other people's albums, so I've been, you know, in studio watching other producers and how they work. Um, I recorded on an album with a group called Climbing Poetry uh, where I composed a song for them um, called Somos on their new album Intrinsic. And Toshi Reagan um, was the producer for that album. So I got Ooh. to watch Toshi, watch how she... Uh, works in you know as a in a producer role and you know I, I watch closely I pay attention. As as you you said you you've done three albums and you've worked with with uh, a number of engineers and and um, uh, producers. Um, have you noticed a change for the better in the music industry as far as the ability of women to have their voices heard? Hmm. I would say, uh, I want, I'm not sure, you know, I, I'm not sure if I've seen a significant change. Okay. Um, all right. You know, I still feel like, uh, you know, what I think is that as, I, as I've gotten older, I find, I know how to find my people. Hmm. So I know how to say, okay, you know what, this, this person isn't the type of person that's going to listen to what I have to say Um, this venue isn't the type of venue that's going to really lift up my music and really be ready to hold what I'm ready to bring. So as I've gotten older and more experienced, what I can say is that I am more choosy about who I work with and where I work with, and I'm more knowledgeable about that and able to set those boundaries. You know, I talk about boundary setting in my album, um, Resiliencia, in the song, um, Decir Que No and being able to say no and, and to have these firm boundaries and have them be honored and respected and loved. Um, that that poem, song is based on a poem by Susie Santana. And I just love it because it's so important to be able to say no and feel confident in that. And that's taken me years to learn how to do. You know, it's still mm. something that I have to kind of push myself and say, it's okay. You can say no. You can say stop. Um, you can you can ask for something different. You don't have to work with these people if you don't want to. And that's, you know, as a grassroots artist, that's risky. 
You know, we don't, there's not a, a, a lot of options out there sometimes. Um, but mm. I think it's important, you know, for me in terms of being able to honor my art and honor myself. Well, I love your art and the way in which you go about it. And I want to, uh, we have time, I think, for, for one more example of your art. I want to play uh, In La Verdad. Puedo oírla en la distancia. Hay una voz que me canta. La historia que tiene dentro de ti. Deja que suene. Está en la verdad es la medicina para sanar el alma. Because magic is truth, it is the medicine to heat the soul. Well, I think we could use a little more magic right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> stepping, stepping back for a moment and looking at your musical history and that of others who have brought the truth in their songs, you know, from Pete Seeger to The Boss to Joan Baez to Mona Hadar to Pink. Um, and the many Latinx bands with songs about walls right now. Um, how effective mm-hmm. is the magic of truth in music? Mm. I think it's. I think it is the. Look, music has and always ha- You know, always will be this powerful incantation, right? It's how we connect with spirit. That's that's like one of the most powerful aspects of music and I think that you know being able to speak our truth through music um, you know amplifies that truth you know allows it to manifest and 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 uh, cause change and you know bring healing Um, you know when I speak my truth in my music every time I sing it I'm affirming my truth and that bringing healing to me and I know just through my audiences and when I you know, speak with folks after a concert and they tell me, like, I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, that's also my truth and I feel so affirmed and I feel heard and we, you know, have moments of hugging and crying even, you know, in these in these times. It's just so important, you know. Okay. So that song was very much inspired by those who are courageously bringing their, their truth to light, you know, despite the... Um, you know, repercussions that come from that, you know, and uh, so as we, as, as we come together, each of us, you know, in this, in this song in particular, I'm thinking of women of color to 
to speak our truth to power, you know, we, when we come together in that way and we stand with one another in that way, um, it's very powerful. So I wanted to honor that. Well, you, you do beautifully. And I want to make sure that everybody uh, listening has an opportunity to make that honor their own. Uh, Where can people go to pre-order the album? Uh, you can go to bandcamp.com and you can uh, find me there, Taina Asili and Resiliencia. Uh, so we're doing pre-orders. And the awesome thing about it is that I already have Plant the Seed and Resiliencia as available. So when you download the album, you will get those two songs right away. And then you Yay. can get the whole album as it drops on April 19th, not too far from now. Um, next week. Uh, we're Next week <laughs> it drops. <laughs> And uh, you can get the entire album then. So it's, okay. it's super exciting to, to be able to uh, share this oh, this work that has been a long time in the making with the world. Well, it's super, it's super exciting to have you on the air and play a little bit of it and talk about it. And uh, I want to say just thank you so much for taking the time to, to, to mm-hmm. be with us today. It's really been an honor. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love this conversation, and I, I hope to continue it someday soon. Oh, we will. Uh, Taina Asili, the new album, Resilencia, will be out Friday, but you can pre-order, she just told you, at uh, Bandcamp, uh, tainaasiliband.bandcamp.com. And also check out the uh, the video series on her website, uh, Taina Asila. And let me spell that. That's T-A-I-N-A-A-S-I-L-I-A.com. Uh, and, and take a look at her upcoming concert schedule. As she noticed, she's going to be a special guest artist at uh, Carnegie Hall um, on May 23rd, uh, rather on May 19th. And she's going to be playing at the Pete Seeger Centennial Concert on May 23rd at The Egg. So, Unfortunately, there are no West Coast dates right now for all my L.A. audience, but uh, we're hoping she's given us a little bit of hope on that. But in the meantime, go get the album, pre-order the album on Bandcamp. Well, as you know, you have been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan. That's me uh, on the CyberStationUSA.com network, the BlogTalkRadio.com network, and all of our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, get real-time updates on our guests, our producers, Lars Christensen, our program director, Jason Bartlebin, and uh, our engineer is waving at me, <laughs> right? <laughs> Says, no, no, don't mention me. Uh, download this and other uh, Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com or as podcasts on iTunes. Next week, we are going to talk to Ramakega, all three of the women are of this fabulous trio are going to be with us. So this is going to be lots and lots of fun. Check our Twitter stream and our page, and we will update you on all of our guests. And um, good night, everyone. Have a great musical weekend. Puedo oírla en la distancia. Hay una voz que me canta. La historia que